0: Hey, John from fatsocksblog.com here. Today I have a two-pronged episode. I want to discuss what I think in today's environment as a niche blogger, your best option, or maybe even just a step-by-step program to do a sprint to 50,000 visitors per month with a fresh new site. And the reason I say 50,000 is that is the traffic threshold you need to apply to be considered to get into the Mediavine ad network. Uh, Raptive, which is another uh, a good ad network. I don't use them, but I have in the past. It's also very good. I think they they still have the hundred thousand. Anyways, fifty thousand is the magic number, and MediaVine is outstanding. I have all my sites monetized with MediaVine ads, and I couldn't be more pleased. And I still have to pinch myself with how much revenue they make per thousand visitors, especially considering I've been doing this ten years, and I got my start with AdSense, which you know was great. And it opened my eyes to making money with niche sites. But they certainly didn't earn like Mediavine uh, does for me. So let's talk about what a step-by-step path would be to getting to 50,000 visitors. And and this, this, this applies whether you have five hours a week or 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week to dedicate to it. Obviously, the more time you have to it, the faster you'll get there. Okay, so... In my view, these days the best approach is a three-pronged approach, and what I'm talking about is the first 50,000 visitor sprint. Okay, you're going to need to reevaluate what you do in the in the to get to the first 50,000. Once you get there, once you're in, the way I see MediaVine is it's a once you're in, it's a ticket to print money because they're so lucrative the ads are, and if you have a site doing 50,000 visitors, it's making good money. So. Once you get there, you reevaluate and focus probably a little bit more on what's working, or you can take a different approach and you can, let's say everything you're doing is working really well. You tack on other traffic sources, right? But that's for another day. I want to talk about the first 50,000. So the first thing is search traffic. Search traffic is a must almost always, not always, almost always. I don't think there's a site I own where I don't incorporate primarily search traffic. So What you need to do is you need to pick a niche, but then you want to get started and you want to niche down further as your starting category. And hopefully the first category that you tackle is going to be the one that pushes you to 50,000 visitors. It should be covered thoroughly. All right. But at the same time, let's say it's a category where you do your extensive keyword research and you come up with 200 keywords. Now, not every category is going to do that, but lots will. Let's say you come up with 200. You got to pick and choose at that point, and my view is, you want to choose the ones that are not the most lucrative, not with the most highest buyer intent or the most competitive, because they're going to take longer to rank. You want to choose the one that's going to generate some decent traffic to your site relatively easily, and the reason for that is, is like I said, this is a sprint to 50,000. Re reevaluate your keyword. Options and what you're publishing and targeting and your traffic sources after you get there. But what we really want to do is get there. So even if you identify, let's say, 50 articles and there's not a whole lot of commercial intent behind them, that's okay because it's not really commercial intent that we're gunning for here. We're gunning for traffic. Now, another debatable point, and this is an interesting issue with launching niche sites, and that is do you go after and publish the pillar cornerstone articles for your topics right out of the gates two years ago i would say no i'd say focus on your your long tails and just go for as much traffic as possible there seems to be a lot of people in the seo world talking about right now it's probably a good idea to still go after those pillar cornerstone articles within each category get those published since it's a signal to google that it's Basically, your site is about this. And don't be delusional thinking you're going to get traffic to that if you're going after a seed keyword within a category. That's that's not why you're publishing it. It's really just giving a signal to Google. I haven't tested this, so I, I don't know specifically whether this is necessary to rank. I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, if you're if you're going after a fairly targeted specific category, there is not going to be a whole lot of pillar- Topics you need to cover, so one or two. So if you ded- take dedicate some time to that, I don't think that's really going to delay the overall uh, process, and it might speed it up. Okay, so so crank out a pillar, and then go after your best keywords. So if you if you set a content goal of two articles a week, and you need to get to, let's say, one hundred articles to realistically have a chance of fifty thousand visitors per month, and I'm just spitballing numbers here that are within the realm of possibility, then you're going to take a year to get there. And that's okay. I mean, a year goes by fast. If you hit your content goals, you should get there. But really go after the keywords that are going to drive traffic. You know, like for instance, let's say you run a parent, you decide to go into the parenting niche and you start more narrow than that. One type of keyword that I see a lot of parenting sites go after because there's so much traffic behind it. I doubt there's a whole lot of ad revenue per thousand visitors, but there is a lot of traffic behind it would be baby names. And there's a ton of keywords surrounding baby names. And they're relatively easy to rank for. Well, maybe not the the, the highest volume keywords, but there's so many long tails there. even And and those still have decent volume. So that could be a good way to get into uh getting traffic fairly early on from search is going for those types of keywords. All right. So they're not, you're not going to have affiliate products to promote or any of like that. That's not the concern. So search has to be first and foremost, but you don't want to, you don't want to stop at search. I I believe even out of the gates, a good strategy would be to look at two, at least one social media platform, possibly two. And that, that is really, again, going to boil down to your niche. All right. If you're in a visual niche, Pinterest, and potentially Facebook are really good, or Pinterest and Instagram. Now, Instagram's difficult. In- Instagram's hard. It-, it could build up a really good following if you're good at it. it. Even that takes a while these days. But getting traffic from Instagram to a website is is not easy. The only really consistent option there is to publish stories with- in which you can put links to your site. So if you're willing to go down that route, then that is viable. Otherwise, Pinterest is really a fantastic social media channel for Driving traffic because the pins are linked. I mean, it's all set up to drive traffic to publishers, and that's a really important point to consider. There are obviously some niches that don't work on Pinterest, but you could check out the, the the main Pinterest categories, or the if you go if you search Google for Pinterest ideas page, you'll get a list there. You'll see a list of the niches where Pinterest is quite good. And so, if you're in one of those, it's a no-brainer. Start Pinterest and start working Pinterest, all right? So, really, my my approach to Pinterest has changed over the years. And if I were starting over with Pinterest, I would have done things differently. I was very scattered in the beginning. I didn't really have – I mean, I set up the main boards, but that's all I really did. And it was – other than that, it was scattered. I didn't really have a good strategy behind it, not even a great keyword strategy behind it. And I've evolved that in the last few months uh, there's a guy called Tony Hill. He Tony Hill. Co. Check out his email newsletter. I've he's influenced a lot about how I approach Pinterest. He's he's doing like a million visitors a month on Pinterest. I'm at about two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand. So I mean, he really knows it, and he's very strategic about it, and it's really cool. So a little bit what I'm going to set out here is in part influence by what Tony's been doing. So. I start off, and and this could actually be a really good approach to starting your website, is instead of starting with your regular keyword research tools for your search traffic uh, content is like using Ahrefs or Keyword Chefs, those are two of my favorites, is actually do your keyword research in Pinterest if you think Pinterest is going to be a very central uh, and have a big impact on your traffic. So do keyword and, and keyword research of Pinterest is so simply. You just go to Pinterest, go into search and input seed words and then just keep dabbling around. And you'll see it auto-populate with all sorts of keywords and create a massive list. Now, you're not going to be able to find the search volume for Pinterest for those, but you could take that list and then you can run them through Ahrefs and see what sort of ballpark traffic you'd get to those. So now you're, you're choosing keywords that will work on Pinterest and Google search. And that's really cool. And that could be a very good way to kick off your website. And in fact, if that's if I were starting today, I would do that. And in fact, I've never said this before, and I'm going to go on a limb here, because the more I'm working Pinterest, and it, my Pinterest is going up, up, and up, which is really cool, I would consider seriously to add whether a niche is good on Pinterest as a criteria. To pick a niche i've never said that and i don't know for sure whether i would do that and but the only reason i'm amusing about that is the pinterest is a super popular social media channel that still actually drives a lot of traffic to websites because the pins are linked to websites all right and that is huge and it seems to be the pinterest is less fickle there there have been algorithm algorithm changes that have hurt publishers on pinterest for sure But it's not quite as wild and it's not quite as abrupt as Facebook. Facebook can be very powerful for publishers, but they can be very volatile. Like, so volatile that when reaches down, it's almost not even worth doing anymore. And I've never found that the case to be with Pinterest. I've slowed down pinning a lot and I've sped up and now I'm in a like a hyper mode. (laughs) But... Uh, Pinterest is always consistently, I've always had this baseline of traffic for Pinterest. Okay, so if you find a list of keywords that both work in Google search that get traffic and Pinterest, bang, those are really good. And those would be a really good start. So your strategy would be to, you don't necessarily have to create boards for each article you publish, although you could if it's an extensive article, but you could create like very small clusters where you're going to create a board that is dedicated to, let's say, the keyword that encompasses that's four or five articles, all right? And then, so you can almost reverse engineer it. You find a really good keyword in Pinterest, and then you can use that in Ahrefs, and you can drill that one down maybe into four or five articles. So now you have four or five articles to which are going to be dedicated to a single Pinterest board, and then you create all your pins. So what you're really trying to do is rank this board in Google search. Now, You don't want to, that's not going to be your sole source of traffic, Google to Pinterest board to your website. You also want to perform well within the Pinterest algorithm as well. And that's where putting in really good looking pins and doing the right uh, sizes and titles and descriptions and all of that come into play. But that's pretty basic stuff. It's not rocket science to come up with titles. You want to, you could almost liken this, and and this is where I'm going with Pinterest, because I think it's fascinating. I wish I'd done this years and years ago is you create a board in a way that it, you would write an extensive a blog post or article. And so your blog your pin titles would almost serve as like your subheadings and the descriptions would serve as paragraph text. And so what you end up doing is you create this this it's almost like parasite SEO on on Pinterest. And so you create let's say 30 pins on this board that's driving traffic to one, two, three, four, five, maybe 10 articles. But the way the pins are written on the board, it's, it's almost like they work in sync. And so you got to plan it out. This, and and I was always impatient. I just sort of blasted stuff out. I used software and I, I, I didn't wasn't as strategic about all this as I should have been years ago. And of course, we live and learn. So I'm telling you about this and I think it's a really smart way to work Pinterest. It takes a little bit longer, but I think it's super smart. And so now you have these Pinterest boards that you're hopefully able to get traffic to relatively quickly that are then driving traffic to these articles on your website. And that's going to kickstart the process of then hopefully getting traffic from Google search. And it works like full circle. Now, the other thing to, to look into, another thing I don't really do is I don't really create pinnable versions of images on the site. But that is something you might want to look into. I don't really like vertically oriented images on my site. They tend to take up a lot of the screen. The the main niche I'm in, most of them are really horizontally oriented. So then I have to crop them and I don't really like doing that either. So there's reasons why I don't do this. But if it's possible to put a good number of vertically oriented long images on your site, Favorable to pinning, your visitors will then pin to Pinterest, and that is a good thing because then you're going to get further traffic. Okay, so so that's a more strategic Pinterest approach that I would take now starting a new site. And in fact, that's what I'm doing with an existing site with a large Pinterest uh, account that's kind of messy, but I'm going to you know move forward and do it this way. All right, the next option is Facebook. Now, Facebook right now the reach is deplorable. I'm mentioning Facebook again because. I've I've been using Facebook for traffic since like twenty thirteen, maybe longer. And it's always had ups and downs. It's had huge ups where it's like the greatest thing ever. It's like millions and millions of visitors a month, and then all of a sudden it stops. And right now it's in it's in a down, it's in a down period. I don't know how long it's gonna last. But Facebook being and Facebook, it's going to change. And so I continue, and I have continued posting to Facebook continually all these years, despite there being these down periods where there's no traffic. Fortunately, it doesn't take a lot of time to do it. All right. So with Facebook, one strategy you can try that is going to risk some money is to pay for uh, ads that attract page followers. There's a whole thread in the uh, Fat sex Private Forum, if you're a member of that. Uh, where it a person who has kicked this off and he 's really good at facebook and it 's a fascinating thread it 's been on there for like two years and it keeps getting updated anyway This is in a nutshell the strategy is you attract followers to your page and then you post your articles or images or both and links to your website a lot of testing to see what's going to work sometimes link posts are going to work better sometimes image posts work better you got to play around with it see what's going to work if you get nothing on it let's say you you get a thousand or two thousand followers to your page and you're just getting like zero engagement and zero traffic you got to pull the plug i mean don't don't go spending like ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars on facebook on a maybe that's just that's like throwing your money away you want to spend a little bit if this appeals to you See if you get even a little bit of traction and some traffic, and if you do, then you could slowly ramp that up. If you do manage to get good engagement and traffic from Facebook, the ROI can be exceptional, but it does take a little testing, and it's it's hard to know which niches that this will work in. But I mention it because it's an option to speed up traffic to a site. The thing is with Mediavine, and I suspect with Raptive too, is that they're okay if a lion's share of your traffic is from Pinterest and Facebook. And other social media. What well, they're looking for is consistent traffic. So if you apply and in the last two months, you've got 50,000 visitors each month. But each time it was because you got like 30,000 visitors from one viral article, you're probably going to be denied. All right. They want consistent. But if you get Facebook traffic and there's like, you know, nice, there's spikes, but it's like every other day or a couple times a week, uh, then that's okay because it's a consistent source of traffic that pushes you over the 50,000. Right? So what if Facebook and Pinterest is a dud? Instagram is one of those that's very tricky. There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, if you already are into Instagram and you have big accounts, then by all means, play around the stories and input the links and see if you can drive traffic that way. I know some publishers are doing really well with that. That can be a, a quick way to get to 50,000. Uh, what if it's a dud? Well, then you may be in a niche where Twitter and LinkedIn works. Now, I'm active on Twitter for Fat Stacks. So it's really the only niche site that that works that I know of that I own that actually works there and it works tremendously well, but it can't be some sort of automated process where you're just basically blasting out links to your next article on there. Twi- that's not really how Twitter is going to work. There, there is effort. You do need to engage. You need, need to write specific content that's, that works on Twitter, such as threads and posts and engage and co- comment and so forth it's only worth doing if you're in a niche that works on twitter and you what you could what you can do to find out if it if it does work on twitter is go to similar web plug in a bunch of your competitor sites in the same niche and you could scroll down and you could see where they're getting their traffic from and it'll show roughly how much the search traffic is relative to the other traffic and then you and then it'll even break it down by which social media platforms are driving the most traffic and then you can see there and if you see a few sites are doing really really well with twitter Bingo, get on Twitter or LinkedIn. LinkedIn and Twitter are often fairly similar, all right? Um, but if you're seeing like multiple getting killer traffic from Pinterest, well, there you go. That, that will confirm that or Facebook or there are not a lot of sites killing on Facebook these days, interestingly enough. That's why if you can make it work, it's actually really good because probably most of your competition isn't on there. Uh, and, and that would that's the way to really look and see what's working. Unless you know something they all don't know and you can get results from one of these platforms that most sites don't do, then good for you. So definitely want to try to make at least one social media platform work. It's really hard to make them all work and you're going to be spinning your wheels. And especially in the first 50,000, you're you're probably not hiring anyone. It's all you. It's a lot of work. You're really best to just focus on one or two plus a search. And if you can merge the two. If what you publish is both search friendly and with Google and uh, whatever social media platform you're pursuing, that's a real win-win. That that, that is what you want to look for um, because now you're really getting the most of the content you produce. All right. All right. So now after that, one thing I, I do suggest is also to set up an email newsletter right away. Now, I have over the years said many many times email newsletters and a lot of niches and I'm in them and I've tried to make good money from email newsletters with no success it, to the point where it's often not even worth doing but why would I suggest an email newsletter now if you're starting from scratch to a sprint because there's one thing that an email newsletter can do and that is it could drive traffic back to your site all you need to and it's very quick and easy and all you need to do is include a bunch of links. It could be an image with the button or just a text with the link or whatever. And you send that out to your email readers. They click through and they go to your site. Now, is that a long-term strategy that's worth doing? Only you can determine that. And and it's not really a super lucrative option unless you manage to get really high open rates and really high click-through rates. Then it could be excellent. But that's not often the case. But even though it may not be a home run, when you're trying to get to your first 50,000, every every visitor counts. And even if you just set up a whole bunch of automated emails with links to your site, that's better than nothing. And it won't really take much of your time except for the initial setup. So in my view right now, the initial sprint to 50,000 incorporate email, e- even if they're going to be driving like 50 to 100 visitors a day, that's consistent traffic. I- I'm pretty sure, I've never outright asked, but I'm pretty sure Mediavine likes websites that incorporate an email newsletter and is driving traffic from an email newsletter. It shows it's a, it's a quality indicator. I mean, if, if email readers are visiting your site consistently over and over, obviously they like your site and it, and it indicates quality. So it could, I'm not saying it will, I'm saying it could, I say it might be a factor in your favor when you apply to mediavine and keep in mind when you get to 50,000 visitors that doesn't mean you're automatically approved of mediavine you're going to apply and they're going to assess your site they're going to look for quality indicators I don't really know what they all really look for I was rejected the first time even though I I had hit their 50,000 visitors I didn't really understand they don't they don't spell it out for you so you're left guessing I reapplied a few years later and I was admitted so you know don't don't take it for granted once you're in um, it's it's not easy to get in i mean you, there's some big barriers fifty thousand visitors a month is nothing to sneeze at, and then not all sites are approved or admitted even even if they hit that so so really appreciate it if you do get in all right so that is it that is those are the simple steps I would do to you know sprint to fifty thousand visitors it's you know try to find those best keywords, especially if they can overlap with whatever social media platform you're doing so you get the most mileage out of the content you produce. Turn on that email, even if you got to just crank out a whole bunch of automated emails that get sent out every few days, it'll do the trickle of traffic to your site. Uh, Choose at least one good social media platform. If there's two, that's great. Try not to grow them all. You're going to get spread too thin. Pick one or two and really work it. Work the best one. Now, you get in. Awesome. It's literally a ticket to print money with your site. And your site's doing well because you have 50,000 visitors, which is no main feat. So at this point, now you need to reevaluate your strategy, especially content you're targeting. And this this is when you're going to have a longer term a, a outlook where you may consider more lucrative content that may take longer to rank for, maybe affiliate content. It may be going after more of those more competitive keywords. Uh, the fact is you're in the media vine. You're going to start making more money. And every time, every ten thousand visitors a month you add to your website, it's adding significant revenue to your website. And you may even be in a position to invest in hiring some help, in which just you know speeds speeds up the whole process even more. So that's a goal. Uh, that is the process. A few things, once you're admitted into MediaVine, that I suggest you do right away. And this is the second part of today's email is first off, know the rules, read the rules, don't break the rules. You're in, don't get the boot because you didn't follow the rules. Saying I don't know is not a defense. They may just unilaterally kick you out. All right, read read their tips. Mediavine has a lot of really good tips on how to optimize your site to make even more money from the ads. You know, like simple things like a larger font, um, more paragraphs, just really simple little formatting things that actually do, do make a difference. So read their tips and incorporate them unless you really think it's a bad idea. Uh, with Mediavine, and I suspect with Raptive 2, you, you have some control over the ads that are displayed on your site. So play around with split testing. You know, my goal is always to maximize revenue without completely obliterating user experience. I know that ads hurt user experience that's just the way it is. It's a balancing act of I want to make as much money as possible but I also don't want like visitors to show up come above the fold and be like this is this is dreadful there's just way too many all right so my my ammo generally is and and it's definitely in sync with how Mediavine operates is that is I don't like ads above the fold in the content and Mediavine won't do that I well by default they don't I could add it on but I don't I don't like the big header ads. I do have an ad at the top of the sidebar, but that's on the side. So even on mobile, there's no ad above the fold. But I do use the sticky adhesion at the bottom because it makes a pile of money. And most sites do, and I think most visitors are accepting of it because it's basically everywhere. It is an annoying ad. And same with the video ad. It's sticky. It's annoying. At least it's silent by default. I would not tolerate some ad that just starts blaring, a video ad that starts blaring right out of the blue. So generally speaking, In my view, Mediavine Mediavine does a really good job with basically how they optimize their ads out of the box, but it's worth playing around for a little bit. Uh, Join their Facebook group. You're going to meet a lot of other publishers on the network. Uh, It's where they post announcements, which can be helpful. Uh, After a week or two of getting results, really dive into the reports that they're providing. Now, I will say this for both Mediavine and Raptive. (laughs) Their reporting is lacking, and it's slowly improved since I've Started with Mediavine about a year and a half ago, but it could be so much better and I wish it were, but they do provide some information. I dive in. I do find it helpful. I find it so helpful. I wish they had better reporting. So, you know, consume and learn what they have. Be patient. You're not going to like hit full optimization with your ad revenue in the first 24 hours onboarding with these networks. They actually do take time to learn your site, get the right advertisers on there. It can take three, four, six weeks to fully optimize. So if you're like expecting like some massive increase in revenue and after your first 24 hours, you're you're extremely disappointed, that's actually kind of normal. So just be a bit patient. And other than that, learn about their incentive programs. I know Mediavine has some really good ones and this could be really uh, motivating. I mean, the longer you stay with them, the more of a revenue share you get. They also have traffic tiers where you hit certain traffic levels or maybe it's revenue numbers. I'm not entirely sure, but you hit those and you're going to get revenue share bumps, which is also nice and admitted into higher tier programs, which also has some collateral benefits. So learn those because they can be motivating as well. And lastly, I'll end with, as I mentioned already, uh, once you get in, reassess your, your strategy. Think about, should you expand your social media efforts or should you retrench and drop one and look at really's working and set out a plan for the next year. Thanks for listening.